are listening to Ouija Brats. This is Liz. This is Devin. The first thing I want to tell people about this episode is it's kind of heavy. We're going to be talking about Linda Hazard and Starvation Heights. So there's two things I want to warn people about with that. One, people are going to die. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a a killing episode, a murder Mm -hmm. or manslaughter or whatever you want to call it episode. It's also a story where we're going to talk a lot about very restricted caloric intake and very, very thin people. Okay. So, my friends, my friends out there listening to this, I know a lot of you and a lot of us struggle with this stuff. So, if your brain is fucked up in that particular way, that it's going to hear somebody's diary about the small amounts they were eating right before they died, and your brain's going to go, what if I did that? (laughs) How about you peace out? Just go ahead and peace out on this one. It's okay. Or at the very least, make sure you're being critical of your own thinking as you move forward with this. I just would really hate to send somebody into some kind of spiral by springing that on them. And I won't linger too much on it, but it is a part of what was happening. That's a really good warning to give people. Fuck, if you if you hear that warning and you don't want to listen to it because you've got eating or you've got disordered eating, we'll say that in the right order, and you're not a patron, we'll send you a free episode on Patreon or something so that you can listen to us this week without being triggered. Exactly. Don't fuck yourself up just to hear some weird stuff. But that's my warning. So now you've been warned. And we're going to talk about A very particular person. This story, when I got into it, was so weird that I was like, I can't believe I haven't heard about this, like, to the degree that I've heard about Jonestown. Oh, yeah. Ruby Ridge. And maybe it was just because it was further back. But this is, like, national level fucked up. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I know know I've heard Starvation Heights before. In fact, I think we've gotten a couple messages from people suggesting Mm -hmm. it, and I've just laid off on this one because I know it's one that you'll sink your little teeth into and tear (laughs) apart. Uh, So I'm glad to hear it from you, but I was surprised, too, that when I just read, like, a very brief wiki summary on what it was, that I had not heard of it in detail before. Yeah. Well, now you're all going to hear about it. And you're going to know a lot of stuff. This is the story of a woman who, when she was born, she was known as Linda Burfield. She was born in Minnesota in 1868. She lived in a farm family with her mother and her stepfather. And she was the oldest of either seven or eight children. (laughs) I saw a bunch of sources that really couldn't get it together as to how many there were. Anyway, her parents were kind of kooks they were a little bit off the beaten path Mm -hmm. they didn't adhere to the typical 19th century diet they were actually vegetarian oh wow and you're picturing being like a farming family in minnesota in 1860s 1870s you're like vegetarian okay so you don't have like tofu you don't have (laughs) corn you don't have like textured vegetable protein Mm -hmm. they would occasionally put meat on the table but there was no pressure on the kids to eat it And one of the reasons that they were vegetarian is they shared this 19th century thing. I should have put more warnings in because it's about to get a little fecal. Um, In the 19th century, there was this fixation on poop and constipation. (laughs) There was! (laughs) 
<laughs> wasn't there? Yeah. It was such a Victorian thing, wasn't it? Yes. They were obsessed mm. with it. And honestly, people have been obsessed with it a lot over the years. But this one, they really got to take off with because they had just figured out about germs. Okay. And everybody knew about germs, and they knew germs were in poop. So therefore, logically... If the poop was inside you, the germs were inside you, and probably it made you sick. Oh, God. I can see how they got to that. And honestly, I'm like, ah, ha, ha, those Victorians, there's no difference between that and, like, whoever selling us Activia for our gut flora or whatever. It's all the same thing. The idea that the poop can't stay in you too long or it's going to hurt you somehow. It's going to release toxins. Toxins, Liz. It's toxins, yep. and you have to avoid chemicals. No mm-hmm. chemicals. And chemicals. Yep. Yeah. Well, in this case, they thought that some chemicals could help because when Linda was about ten, uh, a doctor came around, and her parents were like, "Oh, you know, have the doctor check up on them." And the doctor, who I'm sure was just like some dude with a black bag, was <laughs> like, "Aha." These children are very sick, and I'm going to dose them to keep them from getting sick in the future. Uh, They seem fine now, but actually dire problems are going to happen, you know, once I'm out of town. And he gave Linda and her siblings a lot of something which was known as blue mass. Okay. uh, I think also known as calomel, which you and I would call mercury. Oh, shit! Yeah, so they loved mercury for everything in those days. I do a whole lecture about, like, the FDA and the just Wild West that there used to be in terms of anybody could mix anything in anything and sell it to you for a long, long time. Oh, my God. Liz, they still can. They are called (laughs) multi-level marketers, and they're selling (laughs) doTERRA and Young Living Essential Oils. Yes. Well, homeopathy, I think, has a lot of that in it, where it's like, oh, it's going to do this. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. Oh, no shit it hasn't. No shit it hasn't. Right. Because no human's going to tell. Whatever. Whatever. I won't get on it. Yep. I won't go on it. You're going to want to get on it, though, because this, I feel like, is the 19th and 20th century extreme extension of, like, goop. Or, like, remember when we both bought that book about, like, that vegan who cured her cancer or oh we did crazy sexy diet yeah it's it's basically that it's basically that impulse so i will become very frustrated with linda and her patients as the story goes on yeah but i also understand that urge of like could somebody just come in and tell me why i'm so fucking tired and can't focus god right oh, you have all the answers and you're a very strong personality cool Right? I'm so ready to be dominated. I'm so ready (laughs) for a a daddy dom to just be like, all right, baby girl, here's the thing. You drink this milkshake once a day, all your troubles are cured. That's a special Patreon level. (laughs) (laughs) Accepting applications now, my friends. Oh my goodness, yes, though. Um, Also, I know you said I'm going to get frustrated with Linda Hazard, but uh, we're not plugging for Crazy Sexy Diet. Don't read that bullshit. We we read it so that you don't have to. It is chicanery. I kept it around for a while because she has a chapter where it was just Chris Carr. Chris Carr. It just came to me. She 
she had a chapter where she just talked about how great vegetables were, and I actually kept the book around for a while just so I could, like, get hype to eat vegetables. That's true. But then she actually advocated a lot of the stuff that Linda will later advocate, including enemas mm. and vigorous massage. I'm all about vigorous massage. Don't you take that away from me. You can't put stuff <laughs> off my butt, but you can rub my shoulders a lot. That's not what I've heard. <laughs> You're right. You can do both. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. So so Linda is that dumb. She is an extremely strong character. Okay. She is like commands the room super intense she gets married pretty young i think she's about 18 and i don't really track what happened to that guy she loses interest in him the important too thing many is enemas moves, too many enemas she moves on to samuel hazard who actually at the time seems to be married to another woman who oh. i only mentioned because her name was viva which is a great name ziva hazard great victoria name she had all of the z's <laughs> in her name and i love her She's just picking from the end of the alphabet there. <laughs> so he had actually kind of taken Viva away from her wealthy family. Her dad was a senator and they'd gotten married in front of like a friend of his. And then he starts working in the same building as Linda because Linda at this point is referring to herself as a doctor. And Linda. she never gets a medical degree. She kind of gets <laughs> grandfathered in and sometimes manages to fudge her way through on some stuff, but she's not medically trained. But she was studying under a man named Dr. Edward Hooker Dewey, who wrote two Stop books. It. One is called The Gospel of Health, and one is called The No Breakfast Plan. Doesn't it seem like any of these you could see as Amazon bestsellers right now? Absolutely. And then the author has to go on Oprah and make a public apology in six months when we find out it was a yes. sham. Exactly. Yeah. Or they get to go to the Goop conference. The Goop conference, right? Sell bracelets for three hundred dollars. Oh my god, Linda! Listen, Linda. You can just because you say you're a Linda, doctor, listen, Linda. 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 Listen, Linda. <laughs> Linda. I can say I'm a size three. It ain't gonna make it true. You can say you're a doctor. Similar premise. Yep, no, she's doctor, and she's also thinks she's Mrs. Hazard, so they get married. <laughs> and then he comes home and he's like, Viva, we were never actually married. <gasps> and she's like, the fuck you say? Scoundrel, and right? What? Scoundrel. Scoundrel. He's such a scoundrel. He actually, you could go to jail for that. I bet you still can, but nobody bothers. But he goes to prison for bigamy. And uh -huh. he keeps stringing both women along because, of course, one of them has money. And one of them is incredibly influential and powerful, at least when you're face to face with her. Yeah. So he gets out of prison and he eventually chooses Linda, who now becomes Linda Hazard. Ugh. Dr. Linda Hazard. And I think his original name was, like, Hargrove or something. So <laughs> I feel like Dr. Hazard of Starvation Heights is the kind of thing that if it was a book, you'd be like, that's too on the nose. Oh, God. But she didn't make it up. Mount Doom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Samuel is a kind of scummy guy. He's this low-level grifter, and I won't go into all the details, but basically he went to West Point when he was young, and he was in the military. He ends up getting kicked out of the military because he leaves such a trail of unpaid bills across the country <laughs> that people start contacting, like, the army. Oh my god. Like, 
what the hell with this guy. But oh my he God. uses that because, you know, he's got this great posture and he's fit and he just seems like, aha, this guy's got his shit together. This guy wouldn't stick me with three months worth of rent. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. You can get so away with Samuel's a lot vibe. if you have the right <laughs> uniform. Yeah, and good posture. So she had followed Dr. Dewey, who wrote the No Breakfast Plan. They kind of parted ways because she was convinced that you needed enemas to be healthy. (laughs) And he was like, I think it'll just come out on its own when Mm. it needs to. Yeah. But they both had this concept that not eating would help cure stuff that was incurable. Ugh, I'd rather be sick. (laughs) I've been thinking a lot about this as I've been researching this, and I wonder if some of what kind of sucked them into this in the first place is that they've got no conception of, like, celiac or lactose intolerance or food allergies. Okay. So there probably were some people out there that if you put them on a really restricted diet, they felt a lot better. Okay. And it wasn't because they were eating very low calories because they stopped eating bread or whatever. Right. Yeah. So I feel like that could work, but I'm probably also giving them a lot of credit. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> to assume, yeah, you're, there was some You're siding with a man worked. who doesn't want me to eat donuts and a woman who wants to put a pipe up my butt and shoot water at it. Oh, well, yes, she does. <laughs> All right. So so Linda, Dr. Hazard, writes a book called Fasting for the Cure of Disease. Because uh, everybody, you got to have your book, and then you go on the Oprah, and you do your thing. Yeah. And she says, look, my treatment can cure everything from cancer to constipation. So we really go from the 21st century to the 19th century wow, obsession. Oh, we do. Did they know what cancer yeah. was back then? Obviously they did. But Oh, yes. they. Well, they called it. It's often called the Emperor of Maladies, but I also was reading a thing from the 19th century that called constipation the Emperor of Maladies. So. I think whatever you're suffering from right then is king. It is paramount. Yep. yep. And yeah, and we, we'd love, well, I won't say we love to get obsessed with poop, but I feel like <laughs> it's the kind of thing that we just inherently distrust, yeah. I suspect, that we're just like, I, this can't be right. No, this it can't. can't be right. <laughs> so what she would prescribe is that her patients would eat one small bowl of tomato or asparagus soup daily <laughs> for more than 40 days. And I'm not talking about like cream of tomato soup. This is like she would boil a bunch of canned tomatoes and then strain the tomatoes out. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Long walks, enemas, and vigorous massages one or more times a day. And... By vigorous massages, I mean Linda, who was, like, ripped, would wail on you. She would oh. beat you ferociously, and she would scream, eliminate, eliminate. <laughs> like a Dalek? Like a little Yes, Victorian exactly like a Dalek. Shit Dalek? <laughs> Literally beat the shit out of you. <laughs> oh my god, Linda. <laughs> yeah. Follow That's your how own you get advice. healthy. That is not how you get healthy. I'm not a no. doctor, but I know that. Right, but this was their fear about our industrial revolution lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Is we sit too much and we eat the wrong food. And <laughs> instead of, like, let's, you know, eat a vegetable, you're just going to get beat up by some lady. <laughs> yeah, Put hoses up you and punch you a bit. <laughs> there you go. It hurts. It must be working. It must be. Mm, she should have called it Shidatsu Massage. 
Oh my lord. Okay. So so what Linda had to say about this is the sole source of bodily ills is impure blood and the cause uh. of impure blood is imperfect digestion. So everything uh. comes from your gut and all your problems are because you're not digesting right. And so you just kind of turn that off because you're bad at it. And she would say appetite is craving, hunger is desire. Craving is never satisfied, but desire is relieved when want is supplied. So I think what, what that means is yeah. you think you want a donut and you only want a donut. What you need is a small bowl of asparagus soup. And what you want will never be satisfied by that small bowl of asparagus soup. But let me beat you up if you don't comply and you won't want that donut anymore. It totally was a way to get people to, like, submit to her. She was extremely powerful. Okay. Both, like, physically and interpersonally. Okay. So it was, she was very compelling. But, I mean, if you can teach people to hold still while you beat the hell out of them, you're most of the way to giving them to do whatever you want them to do. <laughs> right? Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. So I'm going to assume that Linda was eaten a little more than her tomato or asparagus soup if she was, like, ripped and mm. had these giant pythons. You know, she was. She was not eating that diet because she didn't have big problems. Oh. Like, she would sometimes say that the mercury pills, what were they called? The blue mass she'd been yeah. forced to consume had made her sick, and that's why she was interested in this. Okay. But no, she was... She did not give that cure to herself, except later, which we'll get into. Oh. Yeah. I so love a masochist. Time... Oh, my God. You're going to love this story. <laughs> so she writes this book called Fasting for the Cure of Disease. And by the time it's published, she's already killed one person. <gasps> what? It's all fun and games, right? Oh. But the thing is, she is like, I am a doctor. You are my patient. Here's what you're supposed to do. I'm going to beat the hour left and shit out of you. I'm going to give you enemas. You're going to eat a little bowl of strained vegetables and you're going to walk. And she'd make them walk for just miles and miles with nothing. Oh my God. And so somebody in Minnesota under her care starved to death. Not surprising. Yep. Just fucking died. But the problem is she was kind of existing in this gray area legally because she doesn't have a medical license. Yeah. And there's two ways in which this becomes kind of complicated. One is the, I, and I kind of connect it to like that girl recently who was texting that boy about like, kill yourself, <gasps> yeah. you know, just do it. And you're like, well, oh good, a helicopter. A fucking helicopter. That's what you want right now. Time. It'd be amazing. Helicopter time. I just want to burp right now and get it out do while it. I can't. I can't. I can't. Eliminate. There's too Eliminate. <laughs> Eliminate. <laughs> There's too much pressure, literally and figuratively. <laughs> Helicopter. Um, sorry, Helicopter. but the girl that was texting that kid to just kill himself. Yeah. yeah, and he did end up killing himself. And I'm not a lawyer, but I understand it was a little tricky to basically build the legal case mm -hmm. of like, I mean, this is not a thing I would ever say to anybody, but if somebody says kill yourself, that's not murder. That is not the same as, I'm right there with you. That is not the same yeah. as murder. It's, uh, you're not, yeah. you're not saying it to someone with a, I mean, I guess if you're mentally ill, you can have a 
diminished mental capacity, mm-hmm. but it's not telling you're not you're not giving right. a command. You're just I mean like Liz, jump off a bridge. No, fuck you. Th- thank you. That's the correct <laughs> response. Or if you did go jump off a bridge, I don't think that I should be held liable because you chose to take bad advice from fake Dr. Hazard. Yes, but the problem is she's in this gray area because there is a fiduciary duty of people like lawyers and doctors, right? Yes. That, and this is a tricky thing, and this is something I could go on about forever, so I won't. But, like, <laughs> we don't prosecute doctors when they kill people by accident. No. Pretty much every doctor will yes. at some point. Mistakes happen. Yes. And we accept that they're kind of operating at this different level and it's okay for them to cut people and it's okay for them to give you drugs and it's you know sometimes that's gonna happen yeah but she can't be prosecuted under those because she's not actually a doctor. she's a really one she didn't take the hippopotamus oath <laughs> i love you <laughs> But, you know, when you've killed somebody at an accidentally on purpose, we'll talk about this a lot, okay. I think. I have complicated and unresolved thoughts about how intentional all of this was. Okay. But anyway, get out of town. Get right? out of town. So Just quit. and Sam Hazard go out west, uh. and they set up a new practice in Seattle. <gasps> get out of my state, you harpy. I know, you bonkers people oh my gosh but yeah one of the things that's nice is washington then and now is a little more open to like complementary and alternative medicine yeah and homeopathy and yeah. interesting things and so she actually gets kind of a sort of medical license in in washington because she's got some sort of homeopathy certificate she starts drawing this cult following And I use the word cult advisedly. Yes. I read uh, almost all of, I skimmed because we were running out of time, this book called Starvation Heights by, who was this by? I will find out. So-and-so Olson. And anyway, Olson said if she walked into a room, she'd take charge of it. If she was alive today, she'd be a big star like Dr. Phil or Martha Stewart. Oh. She had a singular focus and a willingness to stomp on anyone to get there. <laughs> yeah. And her dream is that she's going to make this sanitarium. Because this is like the Kellogg's era, right? Like right. Like the Road to Wellville era. And she finds that really sweet spot, which is you find rich people who have a vague sense of unease. Yes. Something is kind of wrong with them, and they're willing to give you a lot of money to try to fix it. Fucking white people, man, with more money than (laughs) sense. God damn it. (laughs) They're like the the fucking rich people who were like, yes, please, swaddle me. Basically, waterboard me. Swaddle me in really wet towels, and we'll call it hydrotherapy. And it won't do shit other than make me super uncomfortable, but because it hurts, that's probably the demons being exorcised from my navel. No, no, these days we say toxins, definitely. You're right, I'm sorry, the toxins being exercised from my butt. Or like raw water, or whatever. Oh my god, Jason has this hatred, an intense hatred for some, um, and I, like, obviously you're listening to us, you know we're super woo-woo, I will try a lot of dumb shit, but there's this guy that Jason hates who's super woo-woo, and he posted his, I forget the guy's name, but he posted what he eats every day, and one of the things for breakfast includes activated almonds. 
the f- I've heard of this. Right? The fuck do you- The fuck do you- No! Just get the fuck out of here with that shit. You don't act- uh, Whatever. So, she sounds like this kind of person. Like, you can only mm-hmm. eat graham crackers or no sugar and it will cure you of everything. I'm sorry, today I have to have my activated almonds to clear my body of toxins. <laughs> I don't know what accent that is, but- that's what it is. I, I, it's a fancy rich person in the 19th century. Yeah, I am a fancy rich person with more money than God. And, like, whatever floats your boat, man. Like, eat what you want to eat, but be realistic about the fact that toxins, like, unless you're, like, downwind of Hanford or, like, eating old thermometers, <laughs> your kidneys and your liver are probably going to do what they need to do. <laughs> Eating old thermometers, though, call us. What the fuck? Because the the mercury. Yeah, I know why. (laughs) I know why. It's still just a, you know, it's it's like a pixie stick. You just bite the end off of it and chug it on back. You know there's some hipster in a postmodern freak show doing that shit. Positive. Absolutely he's positive. To a dancer. Oh, he's got a beard. He's married he's got to ears, yeah, and yeah. he eats. He eats old thermometers. He eats old thermometers. <laughs> um, have I told you I've walked on glass and laid on a bed of nails as part of a burlesque yeah. show? I'm what? so good at both. How'd that happen? Uh, Jules was. Uh, she did like freak show sideshow acts. Mm-hmm. She can. She can nail a nail up her nose. Um, <laughs> And she taught me how to walk on broken glass, and then they made a bed of nails. And the bed of nails is actually, I mean, it it can't hurt you if there are enough nails because of, um, you know, mass displacement. But yeah, bed of nails, broken glass, Mm -hmm. I suggest you do both. My next item on my freak show list is to walk on coals. I was just thinking about that, yeah. Yeah. I could do a coal walk. No nails up my nose, no swords Mm -hmm. down my throat. Um, I will not play with cobras. Those are my hard no's. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, eating old thermometers is, it's on my maybe list. Yeah. Maybe. You keep an open mind and that's one of the things that's great about you. I, well, you know, I said I'd try most things once and I'm also pretty sure that Linda Hazard is going to cure me even if I do eat old thermometers. Yeah. Don't worry. You can just get that book and you're going to have some answers. Boom. Well, they were also pretty woo. Like... She was really into spiritualism, mm-hmm. which isn't something that comes up a lot, but she was friends with spiritualists mm-hmm. and into all that side of stuff. She was also afraid of the dark, which oh. is like, if that's your jam, fine. But I'm just putting a pin in that because it's going to come up later. Okay. I mean, that kind of makes me empathize. Like, you just feel like, oh, little guy, you're afraid of the dark, baby? It's yeah, kind of sad. I, I, considered how to do this whether i'm like should we meet linda first and then the deaths start or the other way around i decided to start by kind of introducing her as a person he also like he keeps fucking around he keeps sleeping around on her and there's one of the great things about this book i read is he went interviewed people who were like kids while all this was going on okay and one of them said that dr hazard's husband always did this really weird thing where he would walk into town with a briefcase and then walk back with a briefcase. And the kid was like, he doesn't have a job. Like, what is he doing? Yeah. And eventually finds out what he's doing is walking down and filling that entire briefcase with bottles of vanilla extract. 
to drink. <laughs> Isn't that awful? Oh, God. <laughs> that is not how I want to get drunk. That's no. awful. Oh, like, that's awful. It'll fuck you up if, if you're in dire straits, but it better be pretty dire, right? <laughs> yeah. That sounds vile. Holy shit. Give me the thermometers. I'd rather do that. Yeah. Or like, you know, I'm not going to hate on like vanilla vodka, but vanilla extract. We Mm-mm. all, just like we all, when we were kids, had to try the baker's chocolate <laughs> to prove to ourselves <laughs> that it wasn't a secret chocolate bar our moms were hiding. Right. We also all had to try vanilla extract and confirm that although it smelled great, it didn't taste great. It tastes awful. Yeah, but so they would just bad. order it for him by the case. Oh my God. Because he would be getting crunk on just, you know, 40 tiny bottles of vanilla extract. <laughs> it made talking to him really weird because that's what his breath then spelled like. Right, right. You, you sound like a brewery, but smell like a bakery. <laughs> what is this magic? <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> oh my God. All right, so these two intriguing characters find each other <laughs> yeah. in a hopeless place. They find love, and then they move out to Seattle. And that's when we start having multiple deaths per year. Oh, God. So she advertises herself. You know, she hangs out her shingle. She starts meeting people. One of her first Seattle patients is a woman named Daisy Maud Hagland, and her parents owned Alki Point. So, like, <gasps> oh. big folks. Yeah, and she didn't eat, or rather she ate what she was allowed to eat, which was like a tiny bowl of strange vegetable water for 50 days. Hot ham water. Hot ham water (laughs) with a smack of asparagus. (laughs) So, like, she fucking dies because she doesn't eat anything for 50 days. Oh, Daisy. Leaving behind behind a toddler son whose name is Ivar, will go on to found... The iconic Seattle is Chowder it chain. Ivar Hagland? His mom? Ivar Hagland. His mom yeah. died of this? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I did not know that. We did a big Ivar Hagland uh, keep clam and carry on exhibition at the museum I worked for in Seattle. Oh, nice. Of course, because he's, what, Norwegian? Because, he, yeah, he's some shit. I yeah. don't know. He, Nordic of some kind. This comes up in every story, though, because people love the parallel that somebody who's known for an extremely rich soup yeah. is starved to death. And I think it's it, this one is kind of up in the air because um, her official cause of death is stomach cancer. So it's possible that she would have died of that one way or another. Sure. But also, as we're going to jump into later, the person who did most of these autopsies was Dr. Hazard. Oh! And, yeah. She really liked to uh, put down, you know, oh, she died of cancer. Oh, well, oh. you're a doctor. We have to trust you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a one-man yeah, con. That was a second opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so, also Dr. Hazard. Yeah. <laughs> me and me writing with my left hand. <laughs> That's how I get love letters. that's not true no we love you yeah yeah but yeah so in 1908 that's when ivar's mother dies and also a mrs elgin cox dies and an ida wilcox dies okay so 
there's a big gap, I think, between how many people we know die yeah. and how many people... Because one of the things is she used to prey on tourists or she would, like, <gasps> get people to come in from out of town. Oh. So nobody knew where they were and nobody could come help them. Yeah. Yeah. But she's still based out of Seattle at this point. Okay. 1909, um, Blanche B. Tyndall dies. Viola Heaton dies. I'm saying their names because if I'm going to say her name a million times, I'm going to say their names. Absolutely. Too. And then here's where it gets extra fucky, as we say in the mystery business. <laughs> uh, there's this guy named Eugene Stanley Wakelin, and he dies from a bullet in the head. Oh! Oh! Yeah. Not enough soup in the world! No! No! And we don't really know what happened to Eugene, because he was <laughs> fasting. He got shot, Liz. And she's like, he, he, he done got shot. He became shot, as Lorelai <laughs> Lee would say. Yeah! Yeah, but of course this happened after Linda convinced him to sign over his estate to her as administrator. Yo. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. What's the matter? Mr. Hazard had run out of his, his first wife's money or some <laughs> shit? This starts to become the move. This is a very consistent thing that you'll see through these deaths. Um, and in 1910, it happens again. <gasps> so Maud Whitney dies. Earl Edward Erdman dies. We're going to come back to him. And she actually takes out a member of the Washington State House of Representatives, of all things. Yo! Like, he didn't eat for 29 days because of this stomach issue. Oh, my God. And he owned a property across the Sound from Seattle in Olala, whose name was Wilderness Heights. And guess what? After he died, guess who owned Wilderness Heights? Well, I'm just going to guess that it might be our our murderous protagonist here. You're so good at uh, science. So good at science. That's science, right? Oh, my God. So she has this property now called Wilderness Heights, and she's like, this is my sanitarium. Mm. And Olala, which is the town near it, is a bunch of immigrants and they're homesteaders. So they're they're from Sweden. They're from Finland. She's an American. She's a doctor. She's upper middle class. She's well spoken. And people in that town are just like, all right. Yeah. Like, you're a doctor. You're doing your thing. And she said, oh. Oh, this is my fancy sanitarium, but really it was just like her house and a couple uh, cabins uh, with, with usually somebody starving to death it, in them. Well, they don't take up yeah. a whole lot of space, Liz. You can They don't. They don't need like tennis courts or whatever. No. They're just kinda there. You just need like the bed, the enema bath, <laughs> the table to beat them on. A couple of hoses. Yeah. Um a big it's pot a for soup. Low overhead gig. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes, so Olsen went and he talked to people who were kids, and they said it was like a horror movie, because these skeletal patients would be forced to go on these walks, and sometimes they would wander down into town and start begging for food. That's awful. Begging for help. They didn't have any money, of course, because she'd taken all their money, Yeah, they didn't have the energy to go, like, get out of there. Yeah. And you know, they're, they're kids or they're immigrants or whatever. And they're like, I'm not interfering with whatever's happening up here. Oh my God. But she was like the wicked witch to these kids. I'm sure. Like, oh, they had all these urban legends about her. Like, oh, she plants a tree for every patient she kills. And <laughs> she eats their livers or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, their livers wouldn't be worth a damn at that point. 
no, seriously. Oh my God. But yeah, it was, you would see these like extremely, extremely terrifyingly thin people like limping along and then eventually crawling along. And then eventually you wouldn't see them anymore. God. And you're just like, I'm just putting my head down and making my money and I'm not getting in the middle because I feel like it's one of those things where you're like, I didn't think you were allowed to do that, but apparently you are. And you're like, you're really not. It's just that she's doing it where you guys are the only ones can see it. Yeah, exactly. You're, <laughs> what are you going to do? You're six years old. Yeah, exactly. Or you don't speak English. Yeah. Or whatever the deal is. Okay, I'm going to read to you from Earl Edward Erdman. Mm -hmm. That's that's a mouthful. Yeah. From his diary. So he was a civil engineer in Seattle. And um, he actually kept a diary, which gave us some insight into the treatments. February 1st, saw Dr. Hazard and began treatment this date. No breakfast, mashed soup dinner, mashed soup supper. Because he's of that era where dinner and supper are like different times yeah that's your lunch and your dinner sir say it right yeah (laughs) february 1st through 7th one orange breakfast mashed soup dinner mashed soup supper then it goes on and on and on and let's see february 13th two orange breakfast no dinner no supper february 14th one cup of strained tomato broth at 6 p.m february 15th one cup hot strained tomato soup night and morning February 16th, one cup hot strained tomato soup, a.m. and p.m. Slept better last night, head quite dizzy, eyes yellow streaked and red. (sighs) So, let's see. (laughs) February 20th, ate strained juice of two small oranges at 10 a.m., dizzy all day. Ate strained (laughs) juice of two small oranges at 5 p.m. And then he starts to say, like, backache today, just below ribs. Backache, just below ribs. Kind of a frontal headache. Heart hit up to 95 minutes and sweat considerable. Yeah. And, like, as this goes on, he's saying, like, you know, he's still eating, like, a cup of broth and the squeezings from small oranges. Yeah. And it basically continues until he gets hospitalized on March 28th at... Uh, the Seattle General Hospital and dies. Oh, wow, though. He made it to the hospital. He didn't die in her sanitarium. Yeah, yeah I'm oh, not sure what that, exactly happened. Um, he was before that, he, that dude left her the place, wasn't it? Okay. I think he was. Yeah, he was before the legislator. But this was her thing is she would put people up in town as well and say, like, I found a nice apartment for you. I found this and that. And, you know turn over your money to me so I can pay the landlord. Wow. She would often turn up in their wills or end up with all their stuff. Yeah. And people were starting to take notice because this was a lot. And they were starting to notice as well, like, why do all these rich people come to Seattle and when they die, they have no money? Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'd want to know that. I'd be curious. Mm -hmm. She's got headlines like, woman MD kills another patient. But even though they're tuned into this, the police can't really arrest her because especially like a hundred years back, like the patients are saying, no, I want her to do this. I'm paying her for this. I agreed to have her in my will. I agreed to make her an executor of my estate. Like she's that much of a cult of personality. And she's also like... That's what they do in actual cults is they starve you. Right. And make you unable to, like, I I can't, like, have lunch be late and make good decisions. Let alone, like, <laughs> half of this stuff. <sighs> if I don't get a goddamn string cheese right the fuck now, I'm going to go out and buy a Mazda. That's how yeah. messed up my headspace is. 
Oh my god. I've I I can relate to it though, man. Have you ever had that like where you open the fridge and you're like, I know I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. I can't make a decision mm-hmm. though. Oh yeah, Jason Crap. and I pretty frequently if we're out and, you know, can't figure the fuck out where to go to to lunch, one of us will say like, I'm actually really swimmy. I'm really fuzzy. I just need you to pick cuz I'm I'm mm-hmm. not in a place where I can make good choices right now or any choices right now. Yeah. Yeah, and she's got these people who it's the perfect scam, right? Like, yeah. Well, they've got enough sense to consent to it or not. Right. Like the, the, the point at which they could have said this is a bad idea rapidly vanishes in the rearview mirror. Definitely. Well, and plus, I mean, figure that they're also super dehydrated, um, yeah. which is going to really impact your uh, cognitive abilities. She would beat them for hours for these massages. The enemas would go on for hours, too. Oh, God. So this was just, like, this is torture, basically. Yeah. She would just torture these people and then tell them with her intense gaze that this was what was going to cure them. And, ugh. So, yeah, anyway, 1911, they lose Frank Southard, C.A. Harrison, and Ivan Flux. Um, another one of those where they're like, wait, he's from... Great Britain. He came to America to buy a ranch, and yet when he died, he had $70? <laughs> what happened? Yeah. What happened? It's like, well, he paid it to us. He paid it to the hazards for the treatment, and then he just happened to die. Anyway, I'll be doing the autopsy later days. <laughs> what weird stomach cancer that he had. Yeah, isn't that weird? She always would do the autopsy, and she would always pull out organs and, like, let them dry out, and sometimes even, like, show them to relatives and be like, well, look at how terrible her intestines oh. are. And I was like, well, yeah, now they look oh. bad. Like, well, that, Plus, like, who knows what good intestines looked like back then? Yeah. Everybody's intestines look gross. My intestines are probably the best intestines in the world, and they are still gonna look like a tube of shit. Right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was, I feel like that may have been a shock tactic to just be like, definitely. look at this, look at this part of your loved one's yes. body. Ugh. But anyway, here's where she kind of oversteps it when she decides to treat the Williamson sisters. Okay. These are Claire and Dora. Okay. They've got some money. They're British. They are heiresses. And... The Olsen book was pretty sweet toward them. Okay. They are just these two sisters who are like, you know, they're best friends and they go everywhere together and they never get married and they like having adventures and they don't really need to work, but sometimes they work. But like many of us, they're not seriously ill, but they have a lot of minor ailments. Yeah. So Dorothy is like, my glands are swollen. Yeah. And somebody told Claire that she had a dropped uterus. Well. Which I don't even know what that means. Uh, it's just because you don't have one, Liz. Yeah. Lucky you. A, a retroverted one, I think. But it's not dropped. It's not dropped. Um, an acute cervix, I've been told. <gasps> I was told I had a cute cervix, too. Oh, cute cervix club. Yeah. Doctors, that's yeah. kind of weird. Guy knows when you tell your, your people that, but apparently we remember it and fondly mm-hmm. later. Eventually that became a fond memory. Yeah. yeah. So rather than a just, what the, I didn't, I'm not interested in your input right now. <laughs> yeah. Do what you're doing. Yeah. I didn't ask for constructive criticism <laughs> on my organs. More speculum, less speculation. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
you're my favorite. <laughs> you're my favorite. Mm. That was so good. <laughs> it's oh so inaccurate. I always want less speculum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. All right. So the sisters are very into alternative medicine. Okay. Because then as now, not exclusively, but largely alternative medicine is a business funded by rich white ladies. Yeah. I can I can say that. Uh, and they already are like, they're vegetarians, they don't wear corsets, and they are really into whatever the newest fad is. Okay. And they're actually staying at a place I know you've been, the Empress Hotel in Victoria, British Columbia. I love the Empress Hotel. It's lush, right? Oh, it's really God, great. it's great. I want to do an episode on it. It's amazing. We should. But this is where they see an ad for fasting for the cure of disease. <gasps> and just like any of us, when we're like, hmm, the secret, hmm, mm. crazy sexy diet, hmm, whatever, <laughs> um, I'm, this is going to fix me. And they, they order the book and they read it together and they get super psyched because she's saying, oh, I have this Institute of Natural Therapeutics, which at best is only ever like her house and some cabins and tents. Okay. But then I don't even think is that much. But they are like, we are going to do this. This is going to be great. This is going to fix our problems. Claire called it the most beautiful treatment. And they're in this fantasy. And I have to imagine they were kind of psyching each other up as totally. well. Right? Like, you know, horses are going to graze and produce fresh from nearby farms will be pressed into juice and soup for us in the <laughs> countryside. Right? Like It's like a bucolic jamba juice. Exactly. It's perfect. But this is where they're at. And so they contact her. And I have a feeling she probably like assessed their financial situation <laughs> and said, oh, yeah, totally. Come on down. Come on down to Seattle. <laughs> and we're going to get you set up. Yeah. And that's where I'm going to leave it. Oh, for this episode. Oh, <laughs> oh cliffhanger. You know they're important. Are they going to survive? Are they going to take her down? What's going to happen there? I say... But you know what? Oh, do you have a guess? I have a guess. I think one dies and that spurs the other to some kind of big legal action that's Hazard's downfall. Mm, I like it. That would also be a good way to do the movie. It would be. All right. Well, TM... I can't believe it hasn't been a movie. How has Starvation Heights not been a movie, right? Mm. Ugh. Well, we'll make it a movie. You and I get to play the sisters. It's going to be, I don't want to get that skinny. <laughs> well, no I'm going to method act my way into that shit. I'll use a body double. No, we're not going to like the machinist Christian Bale this shit. No. Are you kidding me? He's. T- we'll do it like the first part of Captain America. Exactly. Exactly yes. that. So. Oh, good stuff. All right. All right. Oh my God. Okay. So. I will wrap up and then we're going to jump right back into it. But folks, this is part of the thing that we're doing so that this show does not become the end of us because it can become so time consuming. <gasps> more two-parters. More two-parters, more two-parters in 2018. In 2018. More little songs in 2018. Lots more. 2018 just feels like a better number to me than 2017. I actually feel it's more feminine. Yeah. It's more rounded. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a Freya number in some way. Like it. Mm-hmm. I will tell people if they want to catch up on the notes for this episode so far, uh, you can always go to our website at Ouijabrods.com. 
You can join us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for all the social media updates we like to share. Especially right now, I'm really grooving on Devin's Valentine's, Galentine's, and other Love Days cards that she made. They're so cute. hey oh, thank you. Yeah. They're made with the Twitter. cryptids that are a part of our cryptid yeah. map that you can get on Society6. Yeah, and we want to be clear. It's not Mr. and Mrs. Sasquatch. It's whatever gender expression of Sasquatch either of them needs to be. Yes. And one it's is one is squatches. the the one the smaller one, the lighter one is the Sasquatch, the bigger one, the darker one with my brother says it's a penis for a nose and he's wrong, but that's the skookum. Yeah. I know, skookum. Ian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which is a lot like a Sasquatch. All right. And then you've got another one with with monsters on with monsters with the partridge creek beast which is the one that's Mm -hmm. it's like some fucking allosaurus thing that people keep thinking they see and they are bananas and then the lake monster is i'm gonna be really really raw honest with you for a second i don't fucking remember which lake monster this is supposed to be because they're really similar they're so similar the pnw has four million of them and they are either a giant serpent a giant fish or a fucking plesiosaur so when i drew this one it was the fucking plesiosaur okay the plesiosaur yeah could be cadborosaurus could be ogopogo could be the ponderay paddler could be take your pick my friends it's up to you you write your own story choose your own adventure valentine's dick thank you but yeah, those are pretty easy to find if you go to our website on OuijaBroads.com. We have a link called Shop Weird, where you can catch up on all our various merch endeavors. You can. we just have so much creativity. And yes. Devin especially. <laughs> we like it to overflow. We and do. Share it with you. <sighs> um, you can also always check out stuff on the Patreon, which is Patreon.com slash OuijaBroads, which you probably heard about in the last episode, which was just my little update about... If you're really craving more Ouija Broads, where can you get more content? Well, yep. that's where we put the patron-only show. That's where we put outtakes and lost episodes uh, that are from earlier. I keep behind the paywall, but lost episodes that are just lost for whatever reason, I just put for everybody. Yeah. So don't, there's there's an episode there you may not have listened to if you've never been to our Patreon, and you don't have to give us a cent to get to it. It's Devin's Stanley Hotel coverage, and I love it. It is a good one. It's just we put it there because the audio is not what we want to give you, our people. We feel like you deserve better. But that was a... our friends, only the best. Only the best. That was a fucking lot of research that I am not just throwing away that hour taping for. No, especially since you already had taped it once and then it got eaten. Oh my god, that's a cursed episode. Yeah. That's what I should start calling them, is not lost episodes. No, they're the cursed episodes. episodes. (laughs) Absolutely right. Shoot. Oh, Lord, friends. All right, we're going to be back before you know it to tell you the other half of this story. But in the meantime, you know what your mission is? You got to live weird. Die weird. And stay weird. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening. More speculum (laughs) lessons. You love me. (laughs)